Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Well, hello everyone to this brand new episode that we are recording in the beautiful month of May. Obviously my favorite month as it is my birthday month. And you have the whole spring starting here in Europe, at least in Central Europe. You have all the beautiful greens, the flowers after a dreary winter. So everything is just much better in the world. And so I have a wonderful, blossoming new guest here. And we will try to really make the most of the time together so that you can have some amazing takeaways after the show. So my guest today is Shelly Phillips and her company is Successfully Ever After, or you can find her at shallyphillips.com. All of that will be in the show notes, of course, afterwards as well. Now, she is a sweet tea sipping sassy southerner with a passion for helping dynamic career-minded professionals stand out for all the right reasons. Ha! <laughs> you know, like pointing, stating the obvious, but yes, actually, well done for pointing it out. She's a coach, a corporate trainer, and motivational speaker, as well as the author of two books, When in Doubt, Delete It, love that, and Get Noticed, Get Hired. So I'm incredibly happy to have her here because we can talk about so many different aspects of entrepreneurship, of careers, of a regular career, and, you know, being creative. So it's going to be really exciting. She has her own formula. It's called the Successfully Ever After formula, and it is designed to make you to make you irresistible in the workforce. Whether you're looking to land an ideal career, perfectly matched to your skill set, so work feels more like a get to than a got to, and you want to create a culture where employees thrive, she'll show you how personal branding sets you up for your success. So I'm going to take it there. If you want to read more information, you'll have it in the show notes. Shelly, welcome so, so much to Christine's Business. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited about being able to share this topic with your audience and have this conversation because it's just such an important part of doing business and then also, you know, building your reputation in the workforce as well. Exactly. And I'm really excited about this because actually this is quite of a massive announcement. Um, I have decided and of course just accepted to do a PhD starting in October 2022. So um, I will step back a little bit from my business. And I also have a potential kind of job really working for a career for a company again, not entirely certain whether that will happen or not, but it's been on my mind. I will still keep my business, of course, but it's been interesting, you know, to go back into a world of career, of the more non-entrepreneurial aspects, 
while I'm really marrying the two. So I think you're the perfect guest because we're talking about branding. So I would like you to tell us what your understanding of branding is, because I think we all have different kind of personal definitions of what a brand is. And then interesting, you also separated between having a brand for your business and a brand for yourself. So those are the three things that we're going to dive into and more will obviously happen and develop as we talk. But the first question would be, Shelly, what is branding or what is a brand in your eyes or for you? So, you know, the first piece of that, that, you know, you were mentioning is that personal branding and, you know, it's not new. It's been around for a couple of decades, probably, but it's really gotten more prominent because of the use of social media and people now have access to us in ways that they've never had before. You know, think about it. Like, you know, when you meet somebody, how many times have you gone back and Googled them to see what you can find out about them? And I'm not talking to celebrities. I'm talking about someone, maybe you met at a networking event or a conference or anything and maybe you're just curious about them and you want to know more and and you didn't have a chance to you know have that conversation that you wanted to have so we really all are a personal brand now but the key is to being really intentional about how we set that up and what it says about us so that we're communicating what we want people to know about us whether that's in our career like to set ourselves up for you know the, the career track the promotion trail all that kind of stuff or if it's an entrepreneur that has their own business you know i really think there needs to be two separate things you need to have your personal brand and you need to have your business brand and your personal brand when you set it up correctly it can transform a small business because um, while the business is unique you as the owner and the developer are even more unique and authentic and when people see that in you they develop that identity that that know like and trust that we always say that you need in the business world and it can really help your customers understand who you are what you do and why you do it so um, that's kind of how they all work together and why i think they're important and and the fact that it's just out there for the world to see now and so it's very important that people are intentional about creating this brand for themselves. I absolutely agree. And, you know, on the show, I usually try to get the most out of my guests. So I'm going to be shamelessly asking for detailed questions. <laughs> so when we think about brand, I think most people have an idea of brand being something like Nike or McDonald's or Starbucks, you know, and what they usually think about is a font and a color, maybe a slogan. But branding really goes a lot deeper. So when you talk about, you know, your own brand, someone Googling you, people are probably thinking, okay, what does that mean? How am I a Nike brand? So what exactly do you mean when people, when people are listening and they're now confused as in, but I don't have a store or I don't even have, I just have an idea. How am I a brand? What does that mean? What kind of elements belong to a brand of a person? So a brand is simply what someone thinks about you when you're not in the room to tell them is the way I like to put it. You know, when you, you mentioned Starbucks and probably some of the first things you think of are coffee. You mm -hmm. think about the logo, you think Seattle, you think, you know, a place to go hang out, you know, like you think 
probably even activism because they're very active socially and politically, you know, but a brand truly can encapsulate not just an image like a logo or something like that. It can encapsulate the whole of who you are and what you have to offer and what you do excellently and what you stand for. And so that's really where the branding on the personal side comes from is showing how to exhibit your strengths, your skills, and what makes you unique from somebody else. And, you know, whether you're building a career, that's important because you want to stand out for what you bring to the table, what you're going to offer a company or an organization that someone else might not. Just as the same as if you're a business owner, you're going to want to tie your beliefs and your passion and why you do the things that you do into the product that you've developed or the service that you offer so that people really can gravitate and go, oh, they're passionate about what they do. So I know they're going to be enthusiastic about working with me, or I know that I'm going to get a great product. And so having that strong personal brand and, and really improving your online visibility um, is going to not only have an impact for you personally in your career, like showing up on LinkedIn or catching your boss's or supervisor's eye for the positive things that you're doing. But it's also going to increase that visibility of your business if you're a business owner, because people are going to associate the two together. You are the owner and founder, and the business is just the product or the service. I so agree with this and I cannot stress it enough. And I talk about this all the time in terms of that. You never have competition because you are unique and people will either like you or they won't, which is fine because you will either like them or you won't. So it's personal, but it's normal. Let's put it that way. It's personal and not personal, Mm -hmm. but let's get a little bit specific because I have you here and I can. (laughs) So (laughs) let's say I'm a client and I come and I'm like, shall we? I want to be super Googleable and I want people to know what I'm about so that they can filter, you know, that they can decide I like her or I don't, which is totally fine, but I don't want them to get in touch and be messy. And then we just waste time. So the first question I would have is, what are maybe some opportunities to shine your light or show your brand that people miss? Either be, it doesn't matter if whether they are a business owner or whether they are working in another career. It's just when people Google them, might be potential headhunters or might be potential clients. What are some spaces where you are like, have you thought about this? And people always go like, oh, no, but actually. So what would be a little piece of your secret sauce there? (laughs) One of the best places I tell people to start is on LinkedIn. And because that's LinkedIn and Google have this relationship. So if I put your name in there, more than likely, now if you have a personal website or whatever, it's probably going to come up. But as far as social profiles, if you have a social profile on LinkedIn, it's going to come up before anything else. And especially if in the business world, that's where you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's I'm looking for my next step in my career, or I want to stand out in my career field, or I just have a business that I want people to be able to associate me with. LinkedIn is the place that you need to kind of really start. And the first couple of pieces is I like to tell people that there's some what I call high value real estate on LinkedIn. And that is, you know, the headline area, your photo mm-hmm. areas, and then the summary area. And if you'll really focus on those three things to begin with, you can start making some real leaps and bounds on on getting noticed and and your profile strengthening. And of course, if you're strengthening and you're working on your profile, LinkedIn, just like any other platform, rewards that by showing your profile to more people. 
because they say, oh, this is going to be a good user. They're going to be adding value and content, and we need to make sure that they're getting out there too. Because just like anything else with any kind of business, they're wanting to grow that platform. And so the people that are most engaged and the people that are providing value are the ones that they're going to help promote and get out there because it helps them also. And so really the first step I think that people can do when they're creating that personal brand is to really you know, do some introspection first mm-hmm. is think about who you are, what skills or solutions that you bring to the table. What is it that you want people to think about you, you know, and when you, when you get to that point, I tell people that there's a real easy way to get started. If you're kind of stuck, like, I don't know what makes me that unique, or I don't really know what my secret sauce is or whatever you want to call it is I say, pick five people that, you know, And have them from different parts of your life, maybe have someone from work, have someone from your social circle, have someone from church, have someone that you, you might feel comfortable having lunch with, but you're not best friends with or something like that. Get a wide variety of people, like start with five and ask them, just ask them, when you think of me, what are the first three things that you think of? You know, and then ask them in terms of of your work. When you think of the work I do, what do you think of? What are the skills that you think I have to have to do what these things are? And you can kind of start building out from there and you can see, well, is the brand I'm putting out going in the right direction already? Or do I have major work that I need to do to like refine this and drive people in the direction that I want to go? Plus, it gives you a great starting point to start building out that branding statement for yourself when you hear the words that other people associate with you and which ones ring true, which ones are authentic. And, you know, you know what image it is that you want to portray to people. And this, you know, this is a great starting point to be able to start building those pieces. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I want to share one little tidbit here as well, just because recently I've had such a massive change due to the pandemic as well. You know, my focus was always on traveling, which I'm just not even touching at the moment because it's just I had to upheave all my plans so many times. It's just too draining. So I was not too happy with what I was doing. Now I'm getting clear again. But the reason why I'm clear again on what I want to do and interesting, for example, I would completely ditch coaching. I'm really focusing more on consulting, strategy-wise, streamlining. But how I figured it out was because I actually took a position as a volunteer in a, a nonprofit. And I realized I'm an events director for the network in Luxembourg. And I realized, oh, my God, there's so much that is just clunky you know there's no streamlining that we're using asana kind of but not really there's so many shortcuts that you can take with tech there's so many more ways to be efficient and within a few weeks there was such a change you know and i became aware again of all the skills that i had and that was something really important because i think when you are stuck in your bubble in your world and mainly also follow people who do the same thing that you do. You're not special anymore. You completely forget that what you're doing is not taken for granted. And so again, I hired a coach and I regularly work with coaches because I was like, I need someone to show me my blind spots. I don't see myself from the outside. So having a coach, I think is great. Having a network is great. Volunteering and seeing where you shine and having people Drop these little things like, oh, I would never have thought of that. Take note and it will help you to really, because if it's easy for you, if it's fun, that is what you should be focusing on, you know? And it's, um, to me, it was eye-opening and it gave me a lot of direction as to what I want to focus on again. And 
that is just the best thing that you can have. So I'm really, really happy that you, you are mentioning that here. And that's a great thing too. So maybe you've been out of the workforce for a little bit, you know, yes. and you have that gap on your resume or whatever, you know, maybe the pandemic caused a business you were working with to close down or, or whatever, and you're getting your feet back into it again, and you're reevaluating, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go next? You know, the things that you spend your time doing when you don't have to, like volunteering, yes. I mean, those are the things you're really passionate about because yes. you're giving up what we have is the most valuable to us, our time and ourselves. Yes. And so if you can find something in those areas that are using those same skills and giving you those same um, value indicators, you know, I, I did a training not too long ago for a company. And I, I always ask the question is, if, if you weren't dependent upon a paycheck, what would you do? What would bring you joy right now? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I would say two thirds of the room had some kind of, they wanted to help someone or, yeah. you know, they wanted to help elderly or they wanted to help children or they wanted to help abused animals or they wanted to help. They wanted to spill an impact. And, you know, if you can uh, tie the values that you have in with an organization that you're working, you know, you may not be physically going out to an animal shelter and, and helping an, you know, an animal that's been neglected or whatever, but you can still get that same feeling of value and help by helping a client reach a solution. And if you can look for those ties and those kind of things, it's just so impactful. And so, um, it, you know, it brings a lot of value to the organization as well. And that's when I work with companies on how this personal identity, this personal branding that people bring to the table, when they can tap into it, mm -hmm. how much more successful their organizations can be, because they're tying into the passions that their people have, which makes them more engaged, makes them want to show up, makes them want to do the job day to day, and they bring that extra fire to it. So yeah. personal branding can, can really impact, you know, the bottom line of a company as well. And, you know, the flip side of it is it turns them into advocates for your business. Mm -hmm. They become your own branding advocates at that point in time, because we all know if I have a friend that posts something online, uh, you know, about a company or an organization, I'm going to believe it before I believe what that company puts out oh, there, because sure. I know them and I know, you know, if they've had a bad experience or they've had you know, they have a wonderful supervisor that invests in training and coaches them up all the time. And they're talking about it. I'm going to be like, I want to work for somebody like that too. So Absolutely. it becomes this huge, you know, this huge circle that we're building the way that we attract people to us, whether we hire people, whether we retain them, whether we keep them and how engaged that they are. And so business owners on all levels, whether you're a small business with one or two employees can really tap into the same thing for their employees, same as a corporation can that's got 200, 500 a thousand employees and you can really benefit from that and and have them help be a part of that branding experience for you and your organization yeah i absolutely agree and i think one thing i might want to add is also that people don't be afraid of changing because your branding will change you will have i change every pretty much a year and a half like pretty much on clockwork you which is why the new three-year commitment for the phd is a little bit scary <laughs> longer than I usually do my thing but you know I think because I can do three different papers it's going to be different every year so it's fine but I do know myself fairly well I know that every year and a half you just outgrow yourself and I think it's you're suddenly not comfortable in your comfort zone anymore and it's normal we all evolve all the time so I think that's also maybe important is to go to your LinkedIn dust it off a little bit you know give it a little bit of shine and see if it's still true and you would be surprised how quickly these things outdate 
Oh, that's so true. You know, I, I work, um, I got started in this, in this whole branding arena because I was working with college women and they would graduate and they'd walk across the stage and they wouldn't find or get that offer in the field that they had the degree in initially. And so they would take what I call, you know, those get by jobs, whether it's retail or baristas or whatever, so they could mm. pay the bills while they were looking for something else. And then what you would see is that their education became secondary in yeah. the interviews and they focused on their job experience which might or might not have related to the field that they were in. They were just doing something to get by and they were getting these lower offers because th their education somehow lost value because they didn't put it right to work. Instead, they were doing something that, you know, to pay the bills until they could find what they needed. And so really working with these women on how to position yourself and your visibility and how you market yourself, because, you know, we are our biggest assets and, yes. you know, we, we, we should, get paid for what we bring to the table and and that offer shouldn't change just because i i supported myself and my family while i was searching for something absolutely and you know but the thing with them as being being young college women that were starting in in the workforce and everything you know five years down the road they were looking okay my my career is morphing. I have found other things that I'm interested in. Yes. But the thing with your brand is that it is flexible and it does grow as you grow. Your skills change. You add strengths to your, you know, your arsenal of what you bring to the table. You have all the experience and the wins at work that you want to be able to talk about and weave into that picture of who you are. And that's the great thing is you don't have to stay the same. Exactly. I mean, you, you look at in, in the advertising world, how many brands have redesigned or, you know, how many have had new product spinoffs, you know, I, I, that's the sign, you know, when things change, it's growing. And if it stays the same, it's probably dying. And <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to be, you know, real crass about it, but, you know, the thing about your brand is that it is going to grow with you as you grow. So the earlier you start it and you start building on it, the more that you can really get clear on your messaging and you get clear on what you want to put out there. And it's going to, you know, your network's going to change as you change and evolve and people are going to mm -hmm. have other impressions of you that are going to build into your brand. Because that's a piece that I think people forget about is your brand isn't just what's online. It's about the interactions that you're having with people as well. Like right now, you're forming an opinion of me based on this conversation that we're having. You may have done some research and you've seen my website and some of my social media and stuff, but us having this conversation is really solidifying whether mm -hmm. you think I have something of value to offer or not. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way in the workplace and the same way for business owners, your interactions with people are even more impactful to your brand and your reputation than what you're going to find online. The online, I like to say, is a start, but there's so many avenues that you can use to grow that brand and build it and really develop it that, yeah, if it stayed the same, it's like nobody would ever believe it because no. we all know as people, like, I am not who I was at 21 that I am no. at 50. And, yes. you know, I think about all the experiences that I've had in between that I've learned from and that have helped me morph and grow and, and have allowed me to become the person that I am now so that I can share that same experience and help someone else along the way. Yeah. No, I love everything you just said. Absolutely. And I love also that you said that it's not just the online thing. Don't forget your network. 
who you are working with, who you're having contact with at that moment, who you're talking to. I think it's really important, even if you have an online business, the closest new clients that you probably have are actually where you live. I think sometimes you forget that. I definitely forgot that. And now that I'm back, you know, kind of networking, obviously it wasn't possible as well during the last two years. But now that I'm networking again, it just helps so much to get clarity, I find. So we talked about LinkedIn. We talked about your network. Is there a third little kind of secret weapon that you have in your arsenal where you'd say, don't underestimate this? Yeah, you know, the network, I think, is a piece that people underestimate the most. And so I would really, really focus on that and and being intentional. You know, mm-hmm. you can have multiple networks and you'll have your your online network. You have your your core group of people like um, those people that you go have lunch with or or me, the ones I want to sit on my front porch and drink that glass of tea with. And let's just, di- you know, diagnose what's going on in the world. Those kind of people. Um, and. And, and your brand for them are going to be different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other piece that I think about is that, you know, that authenticity piece, whether it's mm-hmm. online, whether it's in person, whatever it is, I can't change the core of who I am. And so I think people need to embrace that. You know, that's the thing people struggle with on LinkedIn that we were talking about, too, is in that summary area, because it's more of a first person accounting and it's always very strange for people to write about themselves you yes. know it's, it's hard to do you know you don't want to set the I do I, I I I you know it's very uncomfortable for people and so one of the things I tell people when they're building out this brand is to think about the stories that are your life what is it that has made you who you are and you can weave those into there and I'm going to give you an example I was working with a guy not too long ago that he was changing careers. Um, it was ending one and deciding that he wasn't ready just to stay home and was mm-hmm. starting a second one in real estate. And as we were talking and through our coaching sessions and stuff, the thing that came out was that he got this bug for real estate back when he was a kid. He, his, his dad was in construction and did small projects and his dad had a rental property and he would go with him and help fix things and and flip properties and do that kind of thing. But then life kind of morphed. He went to college, got his degree, went down a whole nother career, like in finance and that kind of thing. But now that he has a chance to um, reevaluate and and re-engage in something that he finds enjoyable for this next piece of life, he's going back to that whole real estate thing because it's something that has stayed with him his entire life. You know, like it's something that he's been interested in. He's kept up with it on the side. And that, you know, that was the piece that I would tell people probably is the, the, the third piece of that secret sauce to building your brand is make sure that your passions and you are in that brand. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. those stories that make us unique and, and why we focus on things, that's what really ties us together. That's what people are going to resonate with. So don't be afraid to share you in your brand, you know, whether that's online, whether that's in conversations with people, you know, um, I, I tell people all the time, one of the, the things that really, when I work with, with the, um, the college women, I had one of my, one of my women, her father committed suicide her last year in college. And 
it totally impacted her, not just in the, the way that you would think because she's lost her dad, but her mom was not coping very well. She had a younger brother that was fixing to enter college himself. And she, she, she took on that responsibility of, I've got to be able to take care of myself mm-hmm. and my family because no one else is there to do it now. Yeah. And, you know, that changed her total outlook on how things were. And it has impacted her career decisions and everything else going forward. And, you know, positive or negative experiences really do make you real to the people that are out there. So whether it's, you know, I used to love to go do this with my dad when I was growing up, or here's a, you know, a a life-changing event that I went through that if you can tie those emotions and the feelings into you know, your branding into your summary statements into, you know, the story of you when you're telling it in an interview or whether you're interacting with clients, you know, it adds that authenticity piece. And I think that today, because with everything that's happened in the world, I think trust is at an all time low. I think people are afraid to trust what they see, what they hear, and but they will trust what you tell them when they can see you. And when you have that conversation and when you come across it, I have it on my post-it right now, like <laughs> a good story in my LinkedIn summary. <laughs> and so when you come across, you know, as vulnerable and you come across as authentic and willing to share those pieces that have made you who you are, mm-hmm. I think that makes you such a stronger candidate for anything in life, anything. whether it's the business owner or whether it's for, you know, a potential employee. I agree. I absolutely agree. I absolutely, absolutely agree. And it also sometimes explains things when people don't understand you zagging from your zig. You know, in my, in my case, and I'm just explaining it because people listening to me, you might have listened to an episode that I recorded a year or two years ago, and this is very different. And it's interesting because, again, through this network that I'm working with, um, we we have structured it in a way that you always have small breakout sessions, like in person. And it was talking about one of my businesses that I had branded towards women, but in the end, I actually attracted a lot of alpha men. And one of the women who was there, she looked at me, she was like, yes, but you're an alpha woman. And it was, it totally, totally caught me by surprise because I would never have identified myself as much but then looking back it's actually true when I realize how I behave how I lead in the group dynamic always been as a teacher never had issues with classes because it's just a natural alpha trade and I think I frowned upon it for a long time but now you know as you mature I think you also become more self-aware and see what is the strength and what isn't and it was interesting because I had an interview recently and it was you know they asked me, how do you see yourself in this group dynamic? And I was like, well, I'm not someone who's micromanaged. I'm very direct, sometimes too direct. I'm aware of it though, that I can be a little bit overbearing and intimidating, but now I know before I didn't. So, and actually it was a positive because the director was, well, I need that because I sometimes need that support and I need someone to be able to replace me when I'm not there. So I was like, see? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that self-awareness indeed and not being afraid to talk about it or to, you know, write it in your profile and saying how you got there can be super beneficial. So I think this it's amazing. Shelly, you have something on your website as well that I want to mention really quickly. And I'm not sure if it ties into this, but... 
when people head over to your website, which is shallyphillips.com, and you guys, I'm going to spell this really quickly. So it's C-H-E-L-L-I-E-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com forward slash planner. They are getting a gift. What exactly is that? So, yeah, so this is, you know, if you're looking to become more visible, either in the workplace or online, this is a little planner that I put together that'll walk you through some of the stages that you, and some of the questions that you can think about, about how you can really grow your visibility. And, you know, it starts basically with why it's important. Why are you doing this? What is the actual, you know, what is the end goal that you have in mind? And, you know, Because having that clear vision is really important because that's what really helps you Mm -hmm. solidify the messaging and where you want to place it and how you want to um, really present yourself. But the other piece of that is I get people to look at what's the roadblock that you might face? Mm -hmm. Are there things out there that you already have that you need to remove? Are there, you know, do you need to work on your network? Do you need to, you know, work on your person to person interactions to be able to clean up maybe some of whatever image issues that might be out there for you? And so we walk through some of those to kind of discussions and we walk through some career steps that, um, and goal setting and and what you want to accomplish with this. And then we also look at how we might have, especially with women, um, some of my clients I see is that they kind of limit their own visibility. So are you doing anything in the workplace or in the business world that makes you less visible that you need to work on internally? You know, some of us are not as comfortable speaking up in meetings or Mm -hmm. we're not as comfortable getting on video and sharing our conversation with people and how we feel. And so what are the areas that we need to work on ourselves to be able to dive into that, that confidence pool that we have to be able to present our skills and not feel like, you know, that that I'm, I'm being untrue to myself by being able to do these. And then I have several clients that work in really male dominated industries. And, you know, some of them have felt like, well, I have to be one of the boys to fit in. I can't really come across as feminine. I can't do these kind of things. And really those are things that we've decided we yes. have put that limitation on us, you know? And so walking through some of those conversations with internally kind of what do we need to do to, to step into this role? And then in the workplace, you know, we, we need mentors and sponsors and how do we go about finding one and what do we want to see in one? And then finally ending up with the online presence. Like, what do we want to garner from this? What are the, you know, what, what are the ones that we want to focus on? There's so many platforms out there right now. Which one is the best one for me? You know, um, one of my younger clients I had, like she sent me a text one day that says, you should check out my TikTok. It's a riot. And I'm like, oh God, what's on your TikTok? You know, like I'm thinking, cause she was, she was in this interview search mode kind of thing. And I'm like, oh God, what are you like, what do we need? To and so I was like, for a moment, I was a little bit scared to like, do I go look at this or not? You know? Um, and so making sure that what you have out there is appropriate for the, the target that you're going yes. for right now, whether that is job seeker or whether that is rolling out a business or whether that is I'm entering a doctoral program and I want them to see me as the perfect fit for this, this, this role in this next stage in life. And so, you know, um, so the, the planner's out there and it's a step-by-step thing. It's totally free. And I'd love for people to download it and check it out and go through it and let me know what you think. 
Wonderful. So super packed with so much goodness. So you guys head over to Shelly's website. You do have it in the show notes. So head over to christinemeansbusiness.com forward slash blog and you will find Shelly's episode. And you have the video of us. Hello. If you're not watching on YouTube, you can listen to us, obviously, as you can also on Spotify and Apple and on many other podcast platforms. And we also have a written summary if you don't have time to look at. And we have everything from Shelly's website to her social media profiles that you can then just click on to follow her, to stalk her, to get in touch with her. I would love it if she resonated with you. Any, do you need help in that area to get in touch with her? That's what we're here for. Shelly, it's been absolutely a delight to have you. I could listen to you for hours. There's something calm about you, which I really appreciate. So thank you so, so much for taking the time and sharing all that wisdom with us. Thank you for having me. I've totally enjoyed it. Wonderful. You guys, I will see and hear and listen and talk to you again in two weeks time with another guest. I'm really looking forward to it already. And um, take care and talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now. All right. And here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches, and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.